This episode brought to you by Team Stripes Academy. Learn from some of the top officials in the world. Start today at TeamStripesAcademy.com. You're listening to the Team Stripes Podcast, the podcast for hockey referees. Each show, we discuss the world of officiating and find out that not everything is in black and white. Here's your host, Brandon Bourgeois. Welcome back, everybody, to another episode of the Team Stripes Podcast. We appreciate you guys tuning in. On this episode, we have a very special guest with us. Comes to us from the province of Alberta, uh, out west in Canada here, for uh, for those listening in. So his name's Darren Coos. He's a longtime referee who worked junior, senior, college, out in Alberta, and has now taken on a mentorship role, or a recruitment role, with his local region, and he acts as a regional coordinator. So Darren, I reached out to him because I know he's done a really great job in helping to recruit and retain officials in Alberta, and he's going to really help us to, I guess, get some great insight into how to improve that for referees. So Darren, I want to welcome you on to the uh, Team Stripes podcast. Oh, well, thank you very much. And uh, I, I, I'll have to say right from the beginning, I don't have all the answers by any means, but uh, we've done some things here at the region at the regional level here in the province of Alberta and in the north central that I can definitely share and and maybe talk a little bit about what we're trying to do at the provincial level as well when it comes to that whole retention and the recruitment process of officials. Yeah, no, and I think, uh, you know, none of us have all the answers, but certainly if we get a discussion going and there's an idea here or just, you know, as long as we build towards that path, I mean, I think that's that's the end goal here, right? So, Darren, before we get into the kind of that that discussion, I'm wondering just if you could give the listeners a bit of a, a background on how you're, you know, how you got started with refereeing, and maybe a, a little bit of a background on your career. Oh, for sure. Uh, you know, a close buddy of mine, uh, oh, about 20 years ago now, uh, he had been refereeing, uh, officiating ref and hockey for for a few years, and I was one of those ex players as well. Didn't didn't play a high level of hockey, let's say, but you know. I was still doing the uh, men's league and, and some other leagues, and uh, a good friend of mine, Dave Musso, said, uh, hey, have you ever thought of officiating? And it took me a while, but uh, it came to, I came to that conclusion that, yeah, you know, I didn't really want to play the game uh, per se on a regular basis, but I still wanted to be involved, and, and officiating's been fantastic. And, and I mentioned to you once before here, Brandon, that, that that's probably my only regret, that I didn't get into officiating uh, sooner in life. Uh, it's been an absolute great experience. Uh, you know, hockey's a fantastic game. Uh, officiating is a big part of the game, obviously. The better the officiating, the better for everyone. Uh, so it's been a real pleasure to be able to work on the ice and do some, you know, uh, great games over my career. And now, you know, working more at that board level, I guess, or, or at that regional level, trying to figure out how we make a sustainable program here in the province of Alberta and in our region, in the north central uh, region of the province. And uh, what made you want to do that switch and, and jump onto the, as you say, the, the board level side or the, the administrative side after, after your on-ice career? Well, you know, I think what we've tried to do here at the region and throughout the province uh, of Alberta, uh, there's a real sort of um, value that you give back. Uh, you know, officiating uh, has been really good to me. Uh, but you know what? Yes, you work hard on the ice. You do a good job. Uh, you do your very best time in and time out. Uh, but there's jobs that need to be done, whether you're going to be an assigner 
uh, whether you're going to be the supervisions coordinator, maybe the regional coordinator, uh, or maybe have a seat at the provincial table as well. Uh, it, we really have that culture here in the province where, you know what, uh, you, you need to give back. And, and so for me, uh, once I, I knew my on-ice days were coming to an end, and I, I did have jobs off, you know, off-ice jobs during my on-ice career, uh, I was able to spend more time um, doing the administrative side and doing some strategic planning here at the regional level and at the provincial level. Um, to try and, you know, improve our program and make it the very best that it can be. So in terms of this topic here, like in your role as a regional coordinator, how big of a focus is retention and, I guess, recruitment for you? You know, it's a very big one, Brandon. Uh, what we did here at the regional level a couple of years ago, uh, my committee, uh, we, we designated that as sort of one of our top three priorities. So besides keeping the lights on and doing everything else that we do at the regional level and our for our 730 officials here in the North Central, we made one of our top priorities each year, uh, recruitment and retention. Uh, we see the stats, and I know we'll probably get into it a little bit more, but uh, we have a high turnover rate in, in officiating for hockey. Uh, our sport's not alone. Uh, you know, other sports have the challenge, and probably hockey's in a better position than a lot of other um, sports leagues. So uh, we're lucky in that regard, but we thought, how can we make this better? And we tried to do some things at the regional level that uh, I think are working. Uh, again, you know, we don't have all the answers, but you know what? We're trying to be a little more proactive, uh, use our volunteers to the best that we can, um, try and make it sustainable, uh, and realizing that we don't have unlimited resources. People, uh, our guys and gals are giving back um, after hours, in the evenings, on the weekends, and we're trying to make the most efficient use of the resources we have to support those officials so, you know, uh, we don't have close to a 50% turnover rate from year to year. Uh, we can get that lowered, and, and there's different tools I imagine we're going to talk about here today uh, that we hope that will uh, bring that turnover rate down and, and, and head it in the right direction. Yeah, and as we get into this sort of numbers game, the, the statistics that are out there, I mean, the number that I always hear is sort of that 50% of new referees don't come back every year. Is that sort of consistent with what you guys are seeing uh, in your region? Yes, it is. In, in our region, our numbers from last year in the North Central were that uh, uh, about 39% didn't come back. Provincially, it was about 44 so we're a little below the provincial average, um, but we still have work to do. And uh, so, yeah, we do see that. Um, and, and we understand, you know, what there's some things that, you know, life just gets in the way and, and we lose some for school, we lose some for, you know, they're starting families, you know, we understand that. But, you know, I, I think for us in, in our region, if we could get that to a magic, let's say, 20%, uh, we haven't declared the target we're sh shooting for, but we think, you know what, probably 20% would be a reasonable expectation in terms of turnover. But right now we're double that, close to 40, and, and we're trying to do different things to, to bring that number down. And I think you made a great point that you said that, you know, of course life gets in the way, and certainly not all the referees that we're, we're losing is, you know, are due to kind of the on-ice challenges. But, I mean, do you have a good feel for the, for the I believe you said, 39% of referees didn't come back? Do you have a good feel for how much of that 
might be for, you know, preventable things like just, you know, uh, um, not abuse, but certainly, I mean, I guess, like I said, the on ice challenges or just kind of the difficulty of, of managing coaches and people. I mean, do you have a, do you have a sense of, of how many referees that's kind of their primary, primary reason? Yeah, you know, that's a good point. And I still think that's the primary reason. Um, something that really res, I, I can't give you an exact number, but I think it's safe to say, you know, what the, the, we know our sports confrontational. Uh, we know it can get heated. It's emotional. Uh, we've done some good work here locally with our minor hockey associations and, and their commitment to respect in sport, uh, to try and diffuse those situations. Uh, let's be honest, at the end of the day, it's an atom hockey game or it's, uh, you know, a novice game. Uh, and it doesn't matter if it's a peewee, bantam, etc. cetera. Uh, we need to get some, some more mutual respect. And, and in my experience over the last 20 years, that has improved. Uh, but uh, yeah, you know, for some kids, I totally get it. Uh, you know what? They get that coach that's unruly, a parent that's just verbally abusing them. And it's the classic, well, I don't need this. I can probably make more money at McDonald's or Tim Hortons and nobody's going to yell at me. And, uh, so that's, you know, that's something I think you always remain vigilant on and you got to work with the stakeholders throughout the game. Uh, and, and try and reduce that as much as you can. Can we get it to zero? I think, you know what, that should be the ultimate goal. Um, but you know what, at the end of the day, uh, you know, you work with your stakeholders and you try and bring as much respect into the game as you can. You're going to have those disagreements, but let's do it in a respectful, uh, meaningful way, and that would help big time. And, and another example, I think just to add to sort of your point there, Brandon, is um, something that resonated, uh, resonates with me. We did get a letter here, I think about a year, year and a half ago from a mom, uh, regarding our le- uh, level one in our zone, uh, region now. Um, and, um, she just didn't feel that her son was getting enough support. And I get that. You know, you see a hockey team, they have coaches, they got trainers, they got this, they got that. Um, you know, her son being a level one, she didn't feel that he, was getting the support that he needed. That's what he conveyed to his mom as well. And that's why he wasn't coming back. So that really resonated for my whole committee here. And it's something that, you know, what can we do through mentorship, supervisions? Uh, we've tried some other things too, even at that lower level in the Adam hockey, we'll put a senior official right in the crew from time to time, uh, just to build that sort of support system there to let those young officials know that they're not alone. Uh, we are a team where we're team strikes and you know what, we, we want them to feel that we got their back as much as we can. And the more we do that, we think, you know, that retention, uh, is going to, uh, our retention rate is going to do better at the end of the day if we can enhance those support systems around our officials. Yeah. And I love that you started mentioning kind of the programs that you're doing. I mean, when you get into doing this kind of thing, can you can, are you seeing sort of concrete results based on, like you said, you mentioned, you know, added support? I mean, can, are you seeing the difference from one year to the next in terms of uh, of uh, what you're hearing back from the referees, from the parents of your referees? I mean, is that some concrete? Is there concrete results coming from those those programs? Yeah, I, I think so. You know, I, I think you know an indicator that we would use is our level ones here in the North Central are up. 
Uh, we have a lot of level ones, and we have enough hockey here in our region to uh, keep those young kids working. And I, and I think it's kind of getting around word of mouth. You know, um, some centers can do more with their young level ones than others. Uh, our region is wide. It, it's a big region. It goes from Red Deer's the uh, center of the north central region, but then we go all the way to the Alberta BC border and all the way to the Saskatchewan Alberta border. So uh, there's a lot of places in between. We have about a 730 members here in our region. And you know what? Uh, yeah, from Red Deer outward, uh, I think the word's getting out there that, you know what, we're trying to do better in supporting our level ones. And that word of mouth is getting around. And we're seeing higher um, higher registration rates for our level ones from year to year. So I, I think that's good. Uh, even though our turnover rate is is still not where we want it, um, we, we have kids coming to the table saying, hey, I want to officiate. And I want to, I want to be a part of this. So I think that's a great indicator to see. And uh, you mentioned before the the show here that you know you think that um, I guess retention and recruitment sort of go part and parcel. Um, and you know I think a lot of these referees that, like you say, we're seeing that aren't coming back are those first year level ones. Now I mean I'm just curious when you're recruiting officials. I mean typically what's kind of what are you what are your selling points because. You know, if we look at maybe some level ones that come in and don't come back, maybe because it's, you know, the expectations for the job were a lot harder than they might have envisioned or, you know, it wasn't sort of the the lifestyle or the job they thought it was going to be. I mean, what are you saying in your recruitment of these referees? Yeah, you know, what we've done in in the last couple of years, we sort of had a big sort of messaging out, you know, sort of a blanket looking, you know, calling all referees. We, We want you. And and that now the last couple of years we've gotten a little more because our level ones seem to be coming to the table and we we got some support systems in place there uh, that we can definitely do better but it, but at least we've we've got some uh, processes there in place I think what we're looking now we're looking more at that uh, you know no different than the NHL looking at that past player to say hey when your midget career is done. Uh, whether you're playing midget A or midget double A or whatever the case may be. And, and we've made presentations to junior clubs, whether it's junior B or junior A uh, here in our region. You know, we've, we've said these guys are skilled. These guys and gals are skilled. Uh, they played the game at a relatively high level. You know, hey, when it's all said and done, uh, you don't have to walk away and, and you don't have to do something maybe you don't really want to do and you want to be involved. And so we we do try and, you know, specifically do some recruitment presentations to that level of player. Um, but overall, the constant messaging, and I think it's probably right across uh, Canada and North America as well, is, you know, hey, at the end of the day, you can come out, learn a great skill. Uh, if you ever get a chance, Ron McLean just did a great article in McLean's, I think, within the last year. And, and you know, obviously he's a great uh, hockey official, and he tells about all the merits of, that officiating has. And, and one of them for sure is, you know what, and then we don't hide from it, is, is money does talk. You know what, if you want an opportunity to make some money, get some exercise, and learn some great life skills, uh, officiating hockey probably is one of the best things that you can ever do I, and, and the friendship you're going to make um, and things along that line you know we look at that and your communication skills your conflict uh, management skills 
there's a lot of tangibles that we try and bring out when we're talking to these officials, uh, these recruitments, I guess, uh, and, and let them know that, you know what, if you can make it through the first year or two, and it's going to be challenges. We all go through it. Um, I still remember my first game ever. It was Banamay. Uh, it was an inter-squad game. Uh, we did it two-man. I fell four times. <laughs> and, uh, you know, it, it is what it is. And, and, and we try and tell, um, you know, those, those candidates that, you know, officiating, much different than playing. Um, and I think, you know, if we try and manage those expectations and give them the, you know, the, 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 the concrete details as much as we can, we're better likely to keep them. And we don't want to scare them away either. And, and, but you know what? At the end of the day, we got to be upfront and we got to tell them, you know, this is what you're looking, the good and the challenges. And you know what? At the end of the day, you stick with it. It'll be one of the most rewarding things you ever do. So we kind of package all that up in into one little thing. We try and keep it short, uh, 15, 20 minutes max. So there's a lot of information there. Uh, but we found when we do do those recruitment presentations, that will catch the odd uh, player. You know, hey, uh, we have one, we've got a junior B player thinking about coming this year. So his junior B days are done here in Red Deer. Uh, he's reached out to me and he said, hey, I'm thinking about officiating. You guys came and talked to us a couple times over the years. Um, I, I think I'm ready. So, so you plant that seed and you hope it grows. And at the end of the day, you hope they, they put on the stripes and come out and give it a shot and see if it works for them. Well, I think that's, that's a great point you made. You, you kind of talked about, um, you know, when you're recruiting these officials, it's, it's finding that balance between giving them the upsides, but also not, not, you know, not uh, being deceitful or, or not telling them that there's going to be confrontation. As you said, it is a confrontational sport at times. And I'm just trying to get a good idea from you. Like between the period that, you know, you're recruiting a, a young official to come on board and that time between their first few games, I mean, what are you doing to really prepare them for for that potential confrontation do you have certain key points that you focus on or, or what's what's sort of the mindset from your guys's point of view well i know first we try and start it right away in in the clinic process so when they take their clinic uh they come in we talk about conflict management uh and and how to deal with it you know when you when you have to make a stand when you don't uh but you know i've listened to your other podcasts to uh brandon and, and your other guests have said you know that's easier said than done too you know when you have a 14 year old uh officiating an adam game and and the coach is tearing into him you know it, it, it until you go through that um it, it's it's really hard to give a real true accounting of the whole situation but if you give them some tools of when you do it when you don't in terms of the uh engagement side of it within that conflict i think that's what we need to do and that's what we're doing here in the province of alberta and in the region Mm -hmm. and if we give them some of those tools of when and where uh it's only going to help them at the end of the day and uh it's not an easy process. Nobody, you know, for most part, nobody likes conflict. At the end of the day, uh, officials are going out there trying to do the best that they can do. Uh, so if we try and, you know, get them right at that clinic stage, give them some tools then. And what we're trying to do now throughout the region too, if it's a brand new level one, they're going out for their first game, uh, we try and have an on-ice mentor with them as well. Mm-hmm. And that has been really beneficial. We've gotten great feedback on that 
I know other uh, places are doing that throughout the country, and, and I, I couldn't stress that enough, that security of an experienced official not making the calls, you know, as you know, the standard mentorship is, hey, you put a track suit on, you declare to the coaches, hey, I'm not making any calls here today, I'm working on positioning, I'm helping these officials, uh, but I'm not making the calls. Uh, nine out of ten times, those coaches, thank you big time for being out on the ice and helping these young officials out. And if we can get that there too, um, and we try our best to get all, you know, first games for level ones, we try and get on the ice with them. Um, that has been very beneficial. That gives them the support right off the beginning that, hey, I'm not alone here. I'm not just being thrown to the wolves. Uh, there is, a, there is a, a group of people here that want to see me succeed. We're trying to set them up for success. So um, that has been big for us, um, and, and we try and do it as much as we can. Unfortunately, we're probably no different than other regions across the country and across the province. Uh, just having enough mentors to go out and do that. Mm-hmm. Uh, that's that's tough from time to time, but we're looking at sort of different initiatives here in the province of Alberta where we can share resources from region to region. So hopefully we can only get better in terms of covering um, those level ones first, first game. I think that's that's a great point, Darren, because you, you talk about, you know, <laughs> how to calm those nerves of a new referee. I mean, certainly if you have a, an experienced official, even an adult out there that's going to kind of have your back. And I think it gives you that, gives you that confidence that, you know, you're not out there by yourself. Like you said, I think that's, that's a great point and a good lesson for those out there to learn. And I'm just, I wanted to jump in a little bit. I mean, is there, I don't know if we have any statistics on this, but I mean, is it really getting that referee through that one, that first year that's, that's the critical element? I mean, is it still, is it still an issue for that second, third year referee? Uh, in terms of kind of dealing with that confrontation, um, you know, having them not stick around, or is it just is it really that first year official that's that's the point of focus here? Yeah, no, good question. And for me personally, I think it's an ongoing process. You know, yes, we want to get them started right out of the shoot uh, and give them that that maybe extra support, but I don't think we want to forget about them either. And uh, until they maybe reach that sort of 18 uh, years of age or a little bit older, uh, we also try, you know, keep the mentorships going, uh, be part of their crews, you know, get a senior official in there whenever we can. Just, uh, you know, I've done that a few times, and, and I did it in a PWB game a couple of years ago. And I'll tell you, you know, working with the two young level ones, I think they were like 13 and 12, um, they were just, they were very supportive of that, and, and they just thought it was very, very cool. They had so many questions about officiating, and you know what? When you're out on the ice there, too, you can get into those situations where you can huddle, you can talk about things. Uh, that senior official can have that direct input into calls, and uh, so that helps. But, yeah, getting to your question, I think it's ongoing. That's where the supervision side of things is really important. Uh, we try and, um, you know, uh, throughout the north central region we try and get out as much as we can and supervise our officials uh and it doesn't matter how many years they've officiated obviously we focus on those level ones those young level twos uh but we're still trying to get the officials out and 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 properly supervised at the uh the junior level the senior men's level the college level um and everything in between so that's where the supervisions really come in helpful um, and, and that's part of the support process. 
But again, you know, the biggest challenge we face is having enough supervision, uh, supervisors throughout the season to get out and, and cover the games that we need. Uh, but we're making progress on that front and, and we want to just keep doing better. And I think that's, that's a great transition, Darren, because you talk about supervisions and certainly, I mean, that, that's gotta be critical for, for that level one referee. I mean, and I know, I mean, we've, we've both been there, Darren, that sometimes you can, you can get different types of supervisors. Some are more positive, some, you know, very nitpicky. I mean, what, what sort of, uh, I don't know if you consider them rules or sort of, what have you put in place, I guess, um, as suggestions for your supervisors when dealing with these, these level one referees or these beginner referees? Those are sort of uh, guidelines you've provided to them. Yes, yes, uh, uh, we have. And, and what we try and do, we try not to make it too complicated by any means. You know, sort of the standard thing is, hey, give them a couple things that they've done well and a couple things to work on. Uh, but when we're out working with the younger officials and, and maybe, you know, doing the on-ice mentorship or some call it shadow program, uh, you know what, with the linesmen, what we're con- concentrating on is offside procedure, icing procedure, face-offs, uh, what do a linesman do after a goal, uh, what do linesmen do when a penalty is called, and then we, that's, that's what we focus on. We don't make it any more complicated than that, and then with the referee, uh, we work with them to, you know, start, uh, start a game, game sheet review, uh, face-off procedure, end zone positioning, and then penalty procedure and line change procedure. So that's what we focus on when we do our, our mentorship with the younger officials, mm-hmm. and that seems to work well. You know, you don't want to overload them. Uh, I know other guests have said, and, and I couldn't agree more, uh, that, you know what, at the end of the day, it, it's nice being on the ice, whether you're part of the crew or you're that mentorship on the ice. Uh, when you can deal with it right there, right now, uh, that's huge because when you try and do that traditional supervision and you're talking about the game uh, afterwards and you say, hey, do you remember that in the first period when you were, you know, they're not there yet, those level ones, to have that conversation. That's more your junior and senior officials. Mm-hmm. Uh, you need to be able to, you know, deal with that as quickly as possible. And, and on-ice mentorship allows you to do that. So, again, when it comes to the younger officials, you don't want to overburden them. Mm-hmm. You want to give them a couple of things to work on. Make sure you're positive, though. I, I think, you know... Uh, I, I think it's important. You know, positivity is still very important. Uh, I know some like to go old school and, and, and be, you know, maybe a little um, too critical. I, I don't think that's the best way of doing things uh, anymore. I think it's important to, you know, say where they did well and give them a couple, you know, points of what they can work on and improve on. And then hopefully, at the, you know, you see those kids again um, later on in the season and you hope they're making progress. So that's mm-hmm. that's what we kind of do here. And I'm just curious because it, obviously it sounds like you guys really have a, a great program in place that's 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 well thought out, well developed. But I'm I'm just curious, you know, when we talk about these level ones that you know we're we're worried about retaining, is it only that that demographic, those beginners that would be like you know 15, 16, or uh, you kind of alluded to it, like you have a junior B player considering coming in? I mean. Is that a group, you know, if they're, you know, older, like in their 1920s, just starting out, is that, is that a group you keep an eye on as well in terms of, in terms of retention? Or do they have a better, um, I guess, uh, mechanism to deal with, with sort of that confrontation? 
Yeah, you know, absolutely. I, I think it's it's um, be more strategic on our recruitment. Uh, like I said, when we can get those uh, players that have played the high level, major AAA, uh, the junior B, the junior A, uh, they just come in. You know, their skating abilities usually better. They understand the game better. And so we're able to escalate those officials quicker into the senior program. And it doesn't mean they're not, you know, going to, you know, cut their teeth and, and do some Adam B or whatever the case might be. Mm-hmm. Uh, but they have a better understanding of the overall game. They're bigger. They're stronger. Uh, they understand the game. And I've made this point when I came into the administrative role here uh, the last three years, you know, as we, I think we all agree, the players have gotten bigger, faster, and stronger, and officials have to keep pace. And, and I think in our region, we didn't really keep pace, and we kind of fell behind, and now we're doing some catch-up on that mm-hmm. uh, because the game's only getting faster, and we have to get faster. And if we can get those players that, you know, I, I, I know some people like to think, well, you don't have to be that great of a skater. Well, I... I you know what, is it a deal breaker? Probably not. But at the end of the day, you've got a great skater out there uh, that can do it. Uh, boy, that sure helps um, transitioning to, into an official. So mm-hmm. looking at those junior players, those midget AAA, those that have, you know, not sure if they're going to go play the senior AA or, or maybe they're not good enough to play the senior AAA. And you know what? They're just looking for a change. Mm-hmm. Uh, we've had some good success here in our region and across the province where you get those junior players um, uh, that come into the system, and, and some do really well. Others don't. Like I said, you know what? It, it's sort of you don't know until you try. Mm-hmm. Uh, some do extremely well with it. Some struggle with it. So just, you know, I want to qualify it just because if you played that high level of hockey, doesn't mean doesn't guarantee you a, a career in officiating, uh, but it does uh, does it definitely does help you uh, give you the skill set um, to start at a higher level than maybe somebody else that didn't play that level of hockey. Yeah, no, I think that's great advice, and certainly we kind of hear you know from the NHL and stuff that that basically that that's the reason they're looking at these former players, right? Is because of the speed of the game and the advantage of being able to skate. Um, but just jumping back a little bit here, I mean, we've, we've had a great conversation about, you know, how to engage referees. And, you know, I'm just thinking of maybe there, there's some associations that might not have that, that elaborate programming that you guys have. And, you know, I, I can just picture, you know, an association that they have their first years all along that they go through and they might not see a problem. And all of a sudden there's a big drop off. And I think a big part of that might be engagement and getting that feedback from referees. I mean, certainly you got a letter from, from a mother, I guess, or I don't know if it was you or your association, but a mother. And I'm assuming that's because, you know, that, that, that referee wasn't really able to speak up for himself. I mean, is there any keys to you in terms of engaging with these, these first year referees, these level ones in terms of getting their feedback? I mean, I assume a lot of these guys are shy, guys and girls are shy. So I'm just curious if you guys have, have seen that and tried to kind of improve that at all. Yeah, no, that's a very good question. And I think we've kind of, we, we, we've been, Deliberate in terms of uh, having a presence, uh, you know, electronically, I guess, and in terms of websites, uh, emails, uh, sort of the openness of our regional committee. If you go on, you can see uh, the whole North Central uh, regional subcommittee and, and the members. And there's contact information for each of them, uh, include, myself included. 
So we stress that at the clinic that, hey, you know what, uh, if you have any problems during the year and, and you need to, you know, talk to us, this is who you need to talk to. So we've been very, very focused on that. And like I say, deliberate to make sure that they know, reach out. And, and you know what, if you're in a, a smaller community, uh, we try and put them in touch with their RIC. And we try and have that open dialogue, that open communication. And we get a lot of feedback through that. So um, that's how we do it. You know, mm-hmm. I think provincially we're looking at sort of more direct sort of uh, processes in, in terms of receiving direct feedback from our officiating members across the province. And I think that's a good thing. I don't think we've really done that uh, to the detail that we should be doing mm-hmm. uh, because our members have some great ideas, and, and I see it in, in our region all the time. So I think, you know, what we could definitely tap into that more, look at uh, some of the things that need to be improved on, and, and by doing that and, and letting them know that it is open communication uh, between sort of the administrative side of officiating and what they're doing on the ice, mm-hmm. uh, that's, that's a big part of the process. And that's how you're going to improve the program, too. And coming into kind of our, our, our last little, little bits here, uh, I'm curious because I'm sure there's, there's some listeners out there that, that you know, are in similar positions to you that run their own associations, but they might be lacking sort of that programming that you guys have really invested a lot of time and effort into. And obviously, you guys have a, a retention rate um, uh, a lot stronger than, than the national average or even the Alberta average. You said 39%. I'm just curious... For you, is there a certain, if you could pick a couple programs or even one program or, you know, uh, or piece of advice for these associations out there that might not have that, that strong retention rate, is there, a certain, is there a certain program you would point out to as being a really, really important part of what you guys do? Yeah, I, I think, you know what, I, I really believe in mentorship. And so that on-ice mentorship, uh, Brandon, I think is key. Uh, you know, if you can get that established, get out, work with those young level ones and, and work with them and they feel supported. Uh, I think that's going to help you down the road. And, you know, there's other things too that, you know, there's some social events that we try and do here off the ice as well and try and build those bonds. And some of our local areas, uh, small town uh, places, they do a great job in terms of building those bonds off the ice as well, mm-hmm. at least reaching out. So if you can make that sort of sense of communi- community uh, that, you know, hey, we're all in this together. Uh, we're part of uh, Team Stripes and, 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 you know, we're a team out there as well. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think if you, you really um, push that, uh, message that, and show some action around it too, I think it's going to help. And, and mm-hmm. like I said, uh, we've had some success here in our region, uh, but you know what? There's there's a lot more work that needs to be done. But yeah, I, I can't say enough about the mentorship side of things. If you can get that in, uh, I think that's going to help a, a lot and a good supervision program too. Uh, you know, because we do get it. Uh, I, I've gotten feedback from our senior officials saying, "Hey." Nobody's seen me in a year and a half. I, I really want somebody to review mm-hmm. and uh, give me some pointers and let me know how you're doing. So if you know you can work those, and we've tied those both together quite closely, mentorship and supervision programs. Mm-hmm. And I think if you can make them leverage each other and and they work sort of uh, together, uh, I think that's a huge huge piece of the puzzle in trying to. Uh, Make sure your turnover rate uh, goes down instead of goes instead of going up. 
And uh, just I wanted to jump on, you, you mentioned the word community, and I think that that's a great way to look at really improving uh, engagement and improving uh, retention, because I think everybody wants to feel like they, they belong to a referee association. And I'm just curious, you seem like a, a technology savvy guy. I'm just curious, is, is, is there certain tools like social media, for example, that you guys have used and to really improve that community aspect? Yeah, very good point, and I'm glad you raised it. We've put a big focus on our social media presence here in the region uh, the last three, four years, and uh, we do it primarily through Facebook and Twitter. And we really use that to get our message out because, you know what, we use it uh, to get out to our members. Uh, we have a considerable amount of followers, and we share the big news, um, whether it's one of our top officials uh, going to work the Memorial Cup or if it's our officials going to development camp. Uh, we, we spread that news. We let people know what's going on. And, yeah, I think that helps to uh, further enhance that sense of community within our officiating uh, you know, ranks. And I think if you do that, you share that. Again, it's part of, a, I think, a, a proactive communication strategy. So we do that through those two social media platforms. We have our website that we do uh, keep uh, information as up-to-date as possible. And if you're sharing that information, uh, yeah, you get better results. And, and again, hopefully a better sense of, of community within the officiating ranks and that at the end of the day will make people want to stay around longer and uh and and again keep our numbers strong now darren i want to thank you for helping out i mean that was a lot of really great advice and insight into certainly what you guys have done in alberta and i think there's a lot of lessons out there for associations to improve their retention rates i think there's a lot of great takeaways so firstly i want to thank you but just uh before we let you go i'm just wondering if you could provide you know a good piece of advice for uh, maybe that young referee out there that's getting started this year or maybe, you know, considering coming back for their second year, what's what's a good piece of advice that you would give them? You know, a good piece of advice, and I always, I, I told you off the air here, uh, I'm a big fan of Paul Stewart. So, and he's always messaging, hey, hustle. There's no substitute for hustle. So when you're on that ice, you if you hustle, you gain instant credibility. You might not make all the right calls, and none of us do. But if that coach, the players, uh, the, the, the fans see you uh, hustling, boy, they should see you're engaged. They see you're trying your very best, and it gives you some instant credibility. So definitely do that. Go out and watch as many games as you can. Uh, I think all of us as officials, we all joke, and, and you're probably no different, uh, Brandon. You know, Watching an NHL game, I probably watch the officials 50% and the players 50%. Mm-hmm. Get out the games. Watch officials. See how they do things, and you can learn so much from that. And reach out. You know what? Take some time to reach out to your fellow official. Make some bonds. Uh, I've made lifelong friends through officiating, uh, and if you can reach out and, and do that with your fellow official, those bonds are extremely strong because that common cause of officiating is a powerful tool. And if you do some of those things, You'll just make the best out of officiating, and you'll have a great time doing it. And you'll be able to face those challenges better, knowing that you got the support and the understanding of fellow officials behind you.